Millennials versus the world. Go get you a woman, stop messing with girls. We tryna enhance, we tryna advance. Society got you all stuck in a trance. Like zombies when y'all walk. Killing men's about to whip out the chalk. Now let's sit down, have a little talk. Podcast game, we got it on lock. Millennials versus the world. 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 What up, what up, what up, man? We got the Millennials vs. the World podcast. My dog is currently drinking out of a bowl, so he just messed up my whole intro, but we ain't got to talk about it. So, with the new mental health movement, everybody on the mental health wave, man, we have some uh, counselors in the building. They don't want to be called therapists. So, we want to wrap about the... So, so to be... Are they the same thing? No. You got to talk about it. I mean, we, we... I feel like we do... If I go we, see a counselor, am I seeing a therapist? But like you're seeing a licensed therapist. But but there are some that are not licensed that are trying to get yeah. licensed, so they're supervised. So yeah, you might as well say that. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, so alright, so I wanna start here. What is mental health? Because I don't think everybody knows, because I really don't get what everybody what like what it is for everybody. Oh, y'all gonna get nervous. What is mental health? What is so when depression, is that mental health, is that emotional? Like physical, mo- emotional, psychological, mm-hmm. it's all the above as far as mental health in the in the African American community. I mean, that's overall, but if we're talking mm-hmm. about African American community, of course, we would get more deep into it. Yeah, mental health encompasses like your thoughts, your feelings, uh, your outlook, your perceptions, and things like that. The rela- people around you, the, the people around you, and things like that. Okay, so can you be physically healthy but not mentally healthy? Yes. Like I said, like my philosophy is like when you're not feeling well physically, you go where? The gym, work out or something? The gym, mm-hmm. you go to the doctor when you're sick. That's wrong. See, I don't like go to the that. doctor. I said the gym. Um, I don't even go to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a part of when people, that's an outlet for mental health. Oh, I need, I go to the gym or I play basketball. Right. It's a mental health day that you take to yourself. Right. I'm going to be real. I don't really believe in them mental health days. Well, why? I, why not? Because you sit at home. And chill. I'm asking. So you what? sit at home. I sit at home, chill on the TV. That's, that could be a mental health day. It's, yeah. it's mindfulness. It's what, it's it's what you want to do. Is how you reconnect back to yourself. So, what I may feel like is self care for me may not look the same for you or anybody else or anyone else because we're all different. Self care is key word. Self is what makes you happy in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my question would be: If I wasn't sure, okay, so if I'm depressed. And I take a mental health day, mm-hmm. and I chill out, and I do what quote unquote thinks I'm happy, but I'm really in a depression. Just chilling and taking that mental health day really help well, me. Well, it's not an overnight thing. Yeah, depression or no? Are you saying? Like, well, yeah. Are you saying that you have depression, or you just are you feeling some of the symptoms? Like, are you saying yeah. you're diagnosed with it, or you're just experiencing some of the symptoms? Right. So can people? Okay, I don't know. I don't get the difference. Like, if I'm upset. Does it get linger for like three days and then it becomes depression? Like well, I don't know what You have to be at drawn. least three or more of the criteria to be yeah, diagnosed with to depression. To be diagnosed yeah. with depression, everyone sometimes shows symptoms of depression, mm-hmm. but we use what is called the DSM five mm-hmm. to actually diagnose. Although counselors cannot clinically, we can't clinically diagnose you. We can just say that you show symptoms. Yes. Those who can diagnose would be like your psychologist, psychiatrist, and things. Or like, like a licensed. Therapist that you're going to see somewhere. Okay. So we can't actually say, oh, you're diagnosed with depression. We can't say that. We can mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, you're, you're showing some signs and mm-hmm. symptoms of um, depression mm-hmm. and things like that. We may refer you. Mm-hmm. So when you're a kid and you say, I'm about to run away after you get your ass whooped, that's not saying say that. Say what? You know, when you're a kid and you get whooped, you say, I hate this house, I'm about to run away, that ain't depression? No. Oh, well, let me clarify. Like, so I, I, I work with um, children, I work with children. So um, when I talk, I'm speaking from like if I was talking to a child. And I work with adults, uh, mental health and substance abuse. So I'm speaking as if people that I work with are in recovery. Ooh. So once you abuse substance, well, we're going to get to substance abuse. Mm-hmm. I want to stay on the mental health tip real quick. Can you inherit mental health issues? That's my. That's one of the questions. Can you, like, um, if, if people in my family have it, can I get it from those if it's in my genes? I could say, well, there's arguments. Research shows that there's arguments whether that's biologically can be inherited. But I would say it was based on behavior patterns within a family mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. So it could be environmental um, factors. Um, it, it, they say genetics. But like I said, behavior, it all goes back to 
how I guess like your parents, let's say between a, a daughter and mother, let's say um, the relationship um, between a daughter and mother at the time, the mother maybe had the child to fill a void. So right. the mother may have already inherited her symptoms from someone else in her family. So the behavior that she shows up on her daughter, her daughter may pick up on that as she grows, you know, grows up. I just saw that in a reading when I was reading something on family therapy and it just showed, um, I think studies from the early 1900s, what they did with schizophrenic patients yeah. and how it was inherited. And I have something to add to that. Yes. Um, mental health illnesses can be passed down through genetics, but also something to take into consideration um, is trauma. Mm -hmm. A lot of trauma that um, what, what people experience mm -hmm. may trigger um, mental health illnesses. Like, let's say if you come from an abusive background, mm -hmm. that may trigger some sort of um, mental health illness. Also, certain medical conditions mm -hmm. will um, trigger mental health um, issues, like, like cancer. less cancer, mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, um, diabetes, things like that may trigger um, anxiety, things like that. And also, like um, Nicole said, environmental things, things that you've seen. Yeah, um, like, so that, yeah like, like PTSD, like combat, people yes. like veterans. Or you or can say, you, yeah. Um, experience some sort of traumatic, something that Like your house caught on fire. Your house caught on fire. You witness someone getting um, shot. Being shot, or your car kids. accident, mm -hmm. anything can trigger a mental health flashbacks emotions yeah. and then with that comes with when with that maybe whether it's depression from that trauma you know you start to relive those things relive those things mm -hmm. and you change things about yourself like you may isolate now from other people because right. you experienced that traumatic event and that's or, something that we mm -hmm. typically look at like when it starts to affect your social mm -hmm. um interactions with home people work. home life work um, health, hygiene, mm -hmm. um, that's everything that we take into consideration prior to um, even diagnosing someone. Right. So if you know someone that, um, you know, really socially active, and then you notice that they start withdrawing. Loss of motivation. Um, loss of motivation, loss of appetite. Fatigue. I want you to keep going. I, it just leads into my next question. So, like, if you saw that on somebody, how does somebody know that they're battling, like, they're dealing with mental health issues or mental health illnesses if they don't have somebody like, hey, look, you're showing these. Like, how does somebody make themselves aware well, of the difference? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does somebody know that? You mean by without going to get themselves checked out? or Because yeah. I mean, they can easily look up mm -hmm. signs and symptoms. But if you know, like, just for the basis of depression, if you um experiencing um loss of motivation mm -hmm. fatigue um hopelessness helplessness mm -hmm. um you don't want to be here no more crying spells like you don't want to yeah. be on suicidal attempts. Good. Or you're saying that you want to kill yourself, but you're not yes. really going to do it, but you're having thoughts. Good. That could be lead to times of you know, depression. And children may um, show those signs differently than adults. Like, for instance, um, they may withdraw from their peers. They may not want to go to school. They, you may see a decline in grades or outbursts in class where, you know, you may be getting um, letters home about their behavior. Mm -hmm. So... Um, children can show those signs as well of, you know, depression or anxiety mm -hmm. or anger, things like that. So let's not forget about children as well. And I guess by, like, you being a school counselor, you notice that the children that show those signs, yes. maybe something's at wrong, uh, something's wrong at home, home with their parents. Right. Like, mm -hmm. parents could be going through a divorce yes. and then the child is like... Yeah, divorce. Is that, is that like, traumatic? Is that, mean, uh, like, is that a traumatic experience for a child? A, a death, a death, uh, you know, either a, a pet. I'm, I'm saying anything you triggered. Like, they pick up know, on their parents and they like, well, my mom's not doing nothing know, to help abuse, me. Abuse, so. you know, if they're witnessing, you know, their parents mm -hmm. arguing, mm -hmm. fighting, mm -hmm. even um, the population that I work with um, is largely Hispanic. So they're dealing with um, their parents being deported or at risk mm -hmm. of being deported, police officers busting in their house and just, mm -hmm. you know, they are traumatized often. They often live in fear. And so with that, they bring that to school with them. Mm -hmm. And you may... You know, a teacher may try to figure out, you know, why isn't this kid talking or why is this kid acting out and things of that nature. And that's because they are experiencing a lot and they don't know how to verbally express themselves. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm going I'm to skip down when I come back. So, like, if people are dealing with these things, do y'all think it's smart? The self-care things from earlier doing all those things. If people are dealing with these, like, substance abuse and mental health things, do y'all think it's, like, 
smart to can you date while you're doing this while you helping yourself like or do those because i'm asking that because it's like i believe in the mental health movement i think mm-hmm. people need to do those things but like as you're working on yourself or if you're dealing with like actual depression can you be of service in that realm to anyone is it really like one of those things where like you got to get right with yourself you, first before i feel like if you separate it but a lot of people are not going to be able to separate it because they took it out on the other person so that's why you need to get yourself right before you hop into a relationship. Unless I wouldn't be with, if I'm depressed and then the person I'm with is depressed, I wouldn't jump into a relationship with another mm-hmm. depressed person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing, like with um, counseling and counselors and therapists, we're not the decision maker. You know, we don't tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have a magic wand that makes your problems go away. We just guide you. Um, we guide you through the process because, you know, from my theoretical standpoint, Everyone is the expert, you know, mm-hmm. we we work together. We're a team So you express how you want the outcome to be mm-hmm. and you know, we'll work through it um, We'll see what's working, different what's goals, not working, different plans. we'll set goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll set goals, but I think um, a lot of people get it confused like oh, you know a counselor, they have all your answers. Right. They'll give you all the answers to fix your problems. And, you know, that's not what right. it is. We just help guide you. Yeah, and to help you think a little bit. Like, you more. you basically, yeah. you probably know most of the answers. Exactly. But don't really want to admit it. So I'm here to help you think. Uh-huh. Out. Maybe come up with, di- up with different, you know, terms or different suggestions. And then we work on it mutually. So why is it so hard for, in our community, for people to seek help or for people to be like, hey, I'm depressed like young kids, adults, as you see, like why is it so hard with us? It could be it's the stigma. Yeah, stigma. It's just, first mm-hmm. of all, it's the stigma that is attached to mental health and mental illnesses. I know, especially in the black community, um, you know, we're quick to sweep things under the rug mm-hmm. and not address it head on. Mm-hmm. Like everyone mm-hmm. has that family member in our family where we know something is going on, something isn't right mentally, mm-hmm. and you know, our family be like, oh, you know, that's just crazy right. so-and-so. Or typically we tend to lean on our religion of mm-hmm. let's just pray to God and God's gonna right. fix it and everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna give all our problems to God. However, my theory is God placed counselors here for right. a reason. You yeah. know, it's nothing wrong with seeking help. Right. And I think with that, that comes with removing the stigma, and I'm and a starting lot of to that, notice. Right, and a lot of that could be lack of resources or just no, right. no knowledge of knowing no knowledge. That, that there is help out there. Mm-hmm. Like for example, because um, I was reading up on, you know, if a, if a black person comes in, they're more likely to seek help from a white therapist wow. than someone of their own color because they may feel well, she may know more. You just, know what? That's what I. I read yeah. something totally different, though. I found that what I like. Well, they get the feel, debate. That's what I like, Bo. That's what I like. Yeah. People feel I mean, more comfortable with someone that looks like them. True. You oh. know, because <laughs> then you run the risk of, you know, some people may thinking like, um, you may not understand my struggle. Right. Like, as a black woman. So right. I want to go to an African-American counselor that understands my struggle. So sometimes... You know, you may have those that want to um, work with someone that comes mm-hmm. from a similar background. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, I want to go back to um, the you got um, it, you got the it, stigma and the okay. resources and you things like that. What Nicole was saying about people being unaware of the resources—that is very true. Half the people that I come in contact with are not even aware that they can actually go to counseling you know their insurance covers it you know and they don't even know that so um that comes along with you know what's the word that i'm looking for misinformed uh, or being more informed and advocating that's what i'm saying advocating so oh, yeah, counselors girl. and therapists we have to advocate mm-hmm. more we have to be on the front lines let people know this information and i'm starting to realize that Actually, seeking counseling is becoming more acceptable right. because people are talking about it. And people are saying, you know, it's okay. Oh, it's oh. okay. You don't have to it's seek okay. counseling because you're depressed. You just might yeah. want to talk about something that Exactly. Happens. So the whole friend, talk to your friend about all your business that's not therapeutic. I'm asking. I mean, but you know what your friend, you know your friends are already going to be biased. Like with my friends, if I yeah. know I'm going to talk to them, I already know what they're going to say. So it's no Exactly. Because I know how they are. Neutral, yeah. they don't really know you like that. And, you know, you, you just want 
talk to a neutral Your party. Your friend's gonna tell you like it is. Exactly. So I got a question for the substance abuse side. It's a little ratchet, but I'm asking. Mm-hmm. So like, substance abuse does it always start with self medication? And when yeah, I say yeah. self, yes. you know yes. what I'm saying. So I like, think so. so like, so when you so. do the occasional, like I'm going through it, I'm about to turn up, and drink this whole bottle. Yeah, yeah. like if somebody is depressed, they may want to go either yeah. smoke weed, drink, do heroin, opioids, do anything to, or in order to God. get the, the symptoms because they don't want to feel the symptoms. <laughs> they don't you know, unhealthy coping. Yes, yeah, unhealthy. It's so heroin and both. That's the place unhealthy coping with healthy. So if you just hit one one time in the arm and you just going through it today, and I buy. That ain't good. That's just, yeah, that's just like somebody that has PTSD and they like, well, I'm finna go drink a whole bottle. Or I'm about to go eat everything out the refrigerator. Yeah, it's in. So is that a constant battle though? Like it what? is because it's it's yeah because you're not dealing with the problem. You're you're only dealing with it through whatever you're doing. You're masking it, and that's what we tend to do. We tend to you know hide our problems and not think about it. But at the end of the day, your problem is still there. It's and still some people there. tend to. Drink around others that have the same problem. So you yeah. in a peer, you in a, you with your peers that do the same thing, and it becomes a whole cycle. Self medicating is not, it's not good. I mean, hold on, time out. I'm gonna argue that down. I even say it ain't good. It's not healthy. It's not. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. like somebody come home and drink. Okay, yeah. I can see if you coming home every day drinking a glass. That's of what I'm about to say. That, that, yeah. Hold on. But when I it say starts, it's not healthy. But then when it starts, listen, let's go back. When it starts when, affecting your other when stuff. When it starts to impact yeah, social, yeah, 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 yeah. the work, you ain't doing it, you ain't going uh, out. When it yeah. it starts impacting all of those things, that's, that's when it's an issue. Like if you, you know? if you get drunk to the point where you can't make it to work exactly. no more. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You can't make it work no more. Or it's starting to impact One your marriage, your relationship. Or your interaction with your children. So you what's know, things that help people with substance abuse? Like, like, um, like, how, like so, yeah. So the thing about the alcohol is, you know, of course people go to AA mm-hmm. or they may go to treatment. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's no, like for alcohol abuse, there is no, like, medication for that. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go to therapy. If you choose mm-hmm. to go to therapy mm-hmm. and do group and things like that to help you mm-hmm. get over, like, the 12-step program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for someone who's on opioids, the, they have medication. Is that a pill? Type of pill or something? So, opioids is like a, like, opium. Yeah. Like, oh, they yeah. use it back. So, they made, uh, yeah. like, a, I'm not going to say, it's kind of not It's, um, some, like, uh, I can't really explain what the. Is, I'm saying, is it something you shoot up or something you take? You like, can't, bro. God, almighty. That's like, it's, uh, is that like real drugs, like heroin and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah um. Yeah. It's a um, God, it's a mighty boy. It's an oxycodone. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it's everything. You have sexual addiction. Right. You have, like right now, they have an opioid. So you telling me you have too much sex right now? Like in Virginia, it's an opioid crisis. Right has, now, especially in like Charlottesville, Virginia. So a lot of people that are on opioids, they have uh, methadone and suboxone clinics. So met those are narcotics. So this is the thing. In order to wean somebody off opioids. You, they may go to a uh, suboxone or a methadone clinic, even though it is a narcotic, because you can abuse narcotics, but it's supposed to wean you off right, while yeah. you're going through recovery. So you, That's the you, whole point you take it. another drug to get off a drug? I mean, I, you rather do that than do opioids. Well, I yeah. people with yeah, that, yeah. they use, like, mindfulness things. Yeah, like and then they go to therapy as well. It's journaling, those. Try to, again, re- replace that unhealthy coping mechanism that you've been using. Like the narcotics or opioids. So 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 you can't be in substance abuse for weed. Yes, yes, they do yes, have yes, because it's not. I thought weed not, not addictive. Legal. I thought weed because not it's addictive. Not in Virginia, so it Listen, is. Yeah, like, you have to go back if it starts to impact mm-hmm. those criteria that we talked about. Then it's the okay. So my thing is this: so you can be drunk all day to be a functional drunk. No. So is no, no, no. Then I would say, but it's not. So it's not. Su- it's not. It's, but it's not a substance abuse because I'm still doing what I got to do. Still, you still, you still drinking, and a lot of that stuff will you will you will experience those. And then AA they tell you AA and being in recovery is lifelong. Yeah. it's just not. Oh, Ooh. I'm not. So I'm once, done. So once an right. always an addict. That's what. Well, no, if, if no, you've been in recovery for ten years, I mean, if you've been, let's say you've been in recovery for ten years, you I mean you don't drink alcohol no more. Mm. That stuff can come back yeah. to bite you in the butt. Like I knew somebody that was in recovery for ten years, and now boom, they done relapse. Yeah, good. Yeah, crazy. Drug is a, is a, is a, is it like a drug? Is it a drug? Good, yeah. crazy. Yeah. They say you're in recovery for the rest of your life. It's a cycle. But some people that don't go throughout the whole treatment, whether
whether you in drug drug court, like if you go to drug court, you know you have to follow like probation. You go to meetings, you do everything. But if you mess up in drug court, you go back to jail. It's an option. Because I work with people who are also in drug court, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like instead of going to jail, you go through the drug court program. But if you end up messing up, or um, let's say you miss a meeting, you got to go to jail for twenty four hours. I mean, and you need to be able to get a job. They want you to get a job and do all these things. Mm-hmm. So that is the process while being in recovery. Mm-hmm. And so, some people don't last. So let me flip the script real quick. How in the hell do y'all deal with being the counselor? Does the counselor ever need a counselor? Yeah, sometimes. And also boundaries. Yeah. And what do you mean by biases? I don't try to. I don't do any biases. I try, I, leave my, I try to leave my, my work. At my job, I yeah. don't bring it home. Like, I, I don't home. bring it home. But you don't think this constantly dealing with a problem yeah. wears on you, though? It do. It no, it do. It, it do. Because sometimes I'll be at work, I'll be like, Ooh, child. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I feel like you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to be Hey, hey, pull all the bottles nah, back. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm saying, though, I think so. It leads into my question. Would you ever play therapist or counselor to a friend or family member that you knew was dealing with something? Wow. That's boundaries. No. Because yeah. I'm already be judgmental. Because I'm going to be judgmental because yeah. I already know. I'm going to tell you like no. it is. Like your friends will tell you like Off it is. Class, I'm just, so I'm if just you great. know somebody, I'm going to talk about I'm going to refer you to somebody. Yeah. So you I know somebody doing something and they was like, no, you help me out. I don't want to pay for it. But I can't counsel you. I can't do that. Let's let's say I went to Brittany because I was having a problem. And I already, in my mind, I'm like, Brittany, my friend, she going to tell me, blah, blah, blah. But it may be something I don't want her to hear. And that's going to mess up the relationship between me and her. Because I'm like, you supposed to be on my side. Ethically, you cannot do that. You cannot. That's just like. But you will refer somebody to her. I will refer you. I will refer you to someone else. That's just like, for instance, um, if if I'm counseling someone, I'm counseling someone. After we're done with our, our sessions, I cannot talk to them anymore. I, how many years um, you have to let go by? I thought it even, was like four. I don't know. It's some years when you can even like talk to them on a outside, like on outside. Red, like outside of counseling. You cannot do that. And I cannot counsel friends and family. The most I can do is just like give you the mm-hmm. resources and refer you. Like, oh, here, you know. So, goes back to my point. Y'all let somebody drown if they wanted you. No, I'm not going to you. What you say they want to they want you, you they, come, they come to you like, no, Nicole, I want you. Well, no, I'm not going to. I wouldn't counsel you, but I would probably tell you like it yeah. is and then refer you to somebody. Yeah. I'm that's not going to counsel you. Drown. Okay, I got, I got one for you. You got an alcoholic that's a family member or friend. Would you drink with them? Heck no. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> you what thought they about it? I thought about somebody in my family. No, I'm going to tell them where they need to go. They need to go get help. Like on some real, I'm going to be honest. Right. All right. So I don't really agree with you all, but I'm gonna let it Why go. Why don't you agree? Explain. Cause you might not I, like what your friend. I'm gonna tell you what y'all said. Okay. I'm not saying I disagree. I no. Expand. I would say I disagree. When y'all said y'all would refer, I get it. Like you're not gonna do it, but you are gonna make sure they get the help that they need. Yeah. Like, respect. 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 Uh. So you know we gotta go here with it. Does social media affect the mental health game? With kids, yeah. Yeah. I hear all the time. Like cyberbullying and all that. Child. <laughs> Woo! That social media is the devil. Yes, it, it definitely impacts how they feel about themselves, how they perceive everyone else. I hear it all the time. It is the devil. You so, know? in your in your experiences, who does it affect more, little it, boys or little girls? Both. I'm just saying more. I know I get yeah. it. But um, I feel like girls are vicious with the cyberbullying. Yeah, girls. Girls are, are vicious. Girls are very vicious with the cyberbullying. When it comes to cyberbullying, like. Uh, taking pictures of other people, posting, saying mean and hurtful things about them, and um, I dealt with a lot of girl drama this school year, and most yeah, of it stems from yeah. most of it stems from social media. So, 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 so but that don't, social media don't really affect like substance abuse and all that. Does it really not really? Do you deal? What are like the age ranges you deal with? Do you deal with really young people? Really like I deal with like. Like people between maybe the ages of twenty five and sixty two. Oh, you got so there's some people that's like people that's in age retirement, social security, SSI, SSDI, and they want those people. So in their cases, are these people referred or they came like I have a problem? I they either were referred or court ordered. Damn. Oh, and that could be challenging with those 
um, cases, mm-hmm. those people who are court ordered because they don't, don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. But oh, I, 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 I ran into there. someone so like they're, that. They're oh, I'm just resistant. doing this. I'm just doing this because I don't want to be here. And they want to go back. To I ran into one person. He was like, "Well, I'd rather go back to jail because I'm used to that environment. Right when I get back out, I'm finna use because they've been in jail, so to say they they're used to really that routine. Resistant. What's That's the most hardcore drug you ever heard about, though? Heroin, opioids. Um, yeah. Heroin, heroin, shoot it up on a spoon. God, my. If I, if I gave a million dollars, you take some heroin both. What's that? That's such an ignorant question. Yes. <laughs> you thought about it. I'm not doing it. What'd you do with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, give me one of these. You can't That's see my veins. No, 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 no. I'm just playing. You're doing right. anything for a clap. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Dang. But uh, you just said the other day you would give me up for five million. Ooh. I didn't say that. I mean. Go look at millennial. You did not say it's being real. Why? Oh, I did say that. So be quiet. So don't say you do anything. For Wait, money. get him off. I did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Money, bro. No, she said. I'm not taking no drugs. Though. She said five million. Hey, we're talking about mental health, okay? Exactly. Um, what was your question? Uh, nah, don't. Uh, uh, Hold on. Uh, what was your question though? I it was a social media question. Oh yeah, let me go back to social media. And yeah, but you get me up again. I I don't understand. Why parents are allowing their child to have social media? So They're you can't stop it. Though. You can't stop They're it. They're irresponsible. You can't stop it. Again, though. my question to you. My question to you. Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. My question to you and everyone sitting at this table who has children. When is the appropriate age to give a child a phone? Hello. Let's because get started. Yeah. Me. I'm gonna tell you, I got my first phone when I was in middle school, and that was because I was playing sports. But did but oh, yeah, I me too? I had mine in middle school. But did phones do what they why, did now? No. Phones didn't do what they did no. now. You had that box there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the answer. Second graders are having iPhones, and then you wonder why your second grader is calling the teacher a whore, and I pull them out and ask them, "Where'd you get that from?" And they tell me YouTube. YouTube. So, so what's the age? So, that, I didn't get one till high school. No, no, what, you can't do that now. I'm saying to the it wouldn't be high school now, but it's not gonna be a two year old. It's not gonna be a five year old. Can you say age, please? At least I don't know, bro. Eighth, ninth grade. I said the same thing about sixth grade sports. I'm gonna get mine. If mine get, I get mine in middle school, but they get a jitterbug. You ain't better go all on site. Right. I agree with that. You, you just got a monitor. Yeah, it's okay exactly. to have. You just got a monitor. Okay, I'm not getting phone internet in no middle school. Because I understand Call certain text. I understand certain situations where parents, you know, it's for you know protection and safety reasons why they give their child a phone. But if you're gonna give them a phone, at least monitor it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why these kids have iPhones and things of that nature. And then you know they're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. They don't need any of that because again, they are irresponsible. I can't tell you how many times. And pull kids out for posting some dumb-ish on social media. So now I'm having conversations with parents like, listen, you should not be on social media. And if you are allowing them, you know, to be on social media, because now you're dealing with nothing wrong with young parents. Don't get me wrong. But you're dealing with parents who want to be their child's friend. Well, if you're going to give them that, at least monitor it. So put some parental no. controls on the phone more. My question would be to you is, do you think this is a little far fetched, but I gotta ask it. Do you think that when it starts there, cyberbullying and all the kids are that age, do you think that leads to like them being more susceptible to substance abuse at some time? Because it goes to unhealthy coping. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dealing I'm dealing with kids because they're being cyberbullied. They're cutting. Or they're learning That's not substance abuse, though, is it? But it's still unhealthy. It's still bad. I mean, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah,
you have to be in a certain process in order to accept that. Mm -hmm. Some people are not going to accept that. Mm -hmm. So it's a process still, but but when you go through the process, it's it's hard to be happy during that time. Like, like if you have the right tools, you have the support, but you're recovering. You said it is hard during that time? Like you well, know what I'm no, like, if you yeah. have the right tools and yeah. you're going through recovery, at the end of the day, can't nobody make you do recovery but you. So you're yeah, the you only person that can make you change. It. You have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So and it is hard because you're battling you with something that you want. You. So okay. with that being said, what goes for the person? I'm gonna really talk about my people. That's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Oh, but you go back. To what you mean? Point your question. Okay. Right. I'm you will be more. Up. You will be. Um, you can. You will be able to uh, fully address whatever situation head on because you now have the tools that you learned through counseling. Yeah. So you will be if you, you use know, them. Correctly. If you use them, you'll be, you know. So you can't have mental health issues work through and, and, still, have, and still have a productive life yeah. is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a question I did not ask, can it happen to anybody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody. You not Everybody experience trauma. But but I'm saying it's people what what goes Anyone. for the person that's going through a lot Doing a lot, but they're still handling their business. I mean, that's just you get what I'm saying. I don't, and I ain't want to bring it up. You know how I like the mass shooting and stuff. Yeah. So people say, "Oh, he's gonna take the mental health." But in the day, we don't know. We don't know. I'm not saying he is right. You know, what he did was right, but yeah, we don't absolutely. know if he really was know, dealing with something. What he was dealing with. I'm, that's all I'm saying. People, it can happen to anyone. Like mm-hmm. going back to mass shooting, when you start seeing that on TV a lot, you start hearing about often. People start become fearful. Like I don't want to go to crowded places anymore because I'm scared that someone's going to shoot up the place. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going That's to exciting. avoid. Yes. And the person I'm, that, I'm just making we already know the person that shoot up the place, they crazy. But yeah. we don't want. Like I said I don't know what so he was going happen, through before he decided to go shoot up the place. It can happen. It can happen to anyone. No one is immune from mental health. So, so my trauma. question. Okay, let me rephrase my question. If you have somebody that's really strong-minded, really, really. They do you. They 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 say they smoke, they drink, they do their thing. They're strong minded. They still get through their day to day. Do they still need therapy and they just rejecting it? That's, on, that's up to them. Like can, okay, I guess what I'm saying can a person be successful without using the the resources out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, that would be that up to the question. But that was the question right there. Can someone be successful without? Because I don't. I haven't known. What, what, I haven't known anybody like? to be what successful. Yeah. What like like if I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Say say, 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 I am depressed, right? Say I am depressed. And, and what? Depression what doesn't always look yeah. like moping. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I ain't saying that. Depression can look like I'm, I'm the life of the party or I'm joking. Right. But when I'm when I get home, home, you know, mm-hmm. I'm at my lowest. Okay, cool. So, say I'm going through that. And what else? I'm, That's it. I'm drinking, uh-huh. drinking like hell, uh-huh. doing all that. Uh-huh. I'm masking it very well, though. Okay. Can I still make it to whatever age and have a healthy, help like be? When I say successful, I mean be dealing with the issues, not using therapy, and still going and live my best life, quote unquote. How can you live your best life if you're masking? Yeah, because then when you because come some home, people, some I feel like you put you on a front. That you're not okay, right? Because you put you're on a front in front of everybody. You know that you're not okay, so I'm just doing me. And you I'm think you're okay if you do that? Do so, you think you be? You think you're okay being in this? No, I don't. Okay. but I do believe yeah, that you're not mentally healthy. Okay, yeah. but I yeah. okay, I win all that. But hey, first of all, we ain't talking about me. Y'all need to no, stop saying you. I know, right? No, y'all got one more time. Y'all got one more time. No, you looking at me like that means you're not mentally healthy now. What I'm you saying? Because you're using yourself. Okay, so damn, I lost my train of thought. So my question would be: therapy is for everybody. Yes. But you can make it through without being therapeutic, okay? Without going to therapy. I mean, yeah, if you got your own. I'm just asking. It depends on how you. It depends. You can be on you. fine and go to counseling. You can just want to so say, counseling. "Hey, I just want to just talk to somebody and just release." You trying to say? You are to you be. trying to say without having therapy? Can I? Can I get through this? Some people have yeah. done it without therapy. Yeah. Depending on how strong-willed I, you are to get through it. I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. I, when I was younger, I viewed it the way we said, like therapy isn't like it's what for I, crazy people. Now, now, like I said, like y'all gonna talk to a therapist just to see what it's like and be like, hey, what's going on? Like this, that, and the third. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you need a yes man. I'm not saying counselors and therapists are yes men. I'm not saying that. Not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But sometimes you need people to hear you out and just be like, mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You never what went to you? the school counselor. You was in school. Like you was dealing with. You had to try to get on suspension. 
And and, uh-huh. and here's Jay, another oh, thing. You in there? You in there trying to get out of this bitch? What I'm trying to do? As, I saw up for the plastic trying to school stay in school. I'm trying to remove the I'm negative stigma up trash and everything. on school counselors because oftentimes when you talk to people and you ask them, oh, do you know your school counselor? Most of them they don't know who their school counselor is. And they don't do no work. They'll be working. They be sitting in that office not doing no my work. My job, as well as some other professional school counselors that I know, um, are doing a damn good job being visible, being present, um, Go ahead, girl. letting their students know, hey, look, I'm here. Go if, ahead, you, girl. if you don't know this, you have at least one adult in this building that really cares about you, and my door is always open. So I'm doing my part, as well as other professional school counselors that I know, um, we're trying to do our part to remove that stigma of the counselor that's hidden in the office and you don't see them, or they only deal with grades. No, we talk about everything. Not just grace. I even counsel the parents too. Who I what made y'all want to? What made y'all want to take on other people's problems and make it make them better? Like, bro, that's something you gotta want to do. Probably because I ex- experienced it in my own family, and I'm like, dang, I could probably use my, you know. It's always been like that for you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I was always a peacemaker, so I feel like. Oh, you good at it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's I what's have, up. Oh, you want me to answer that yeah. question too? Um, it takes a real individual to take on other people's problems every day. I kind of was, um... It really does. I, I actually kind of was, like, thrown into it. Or it was something that I was running away from, but I ended up coming back to. Because when I got out of high school, I wanted to go straight into the medical field. I guess you could say that's the helping field, too. But, um, you know, I had a change of heart and went down the psychology path. And my passion kind of comes from my mom. Mm-hmm. I've seen her um, help people. You know, mm-hmm. she has her own agency. And, like, she exposed me to that early on, like, mm-hmm. when I was little. And so, I, I think, you You got to have a big heart, bro. So, do y'all ever, I know y'all got to detach. Do you ever, how do you see this person suffering? They really want help. They really suffer. Mm-hmm. You really want to help. I'm just saying, whoever it is, whoever you're dealing with, really suffer or they need help. But, like. Is it hard not to get an emotional attachment to somebody that you're truly helping day in and day out and you know they want to? And I mean emotional, not like no jankiness. I'm saying like, you know, like you got to be like kind of cut and dry, white face, like this is my job. Mm-hmm. So is there an emotional aspect to helping people or is it really just cut and dry? Like I just hear, not like I'm just here to get paid, but like I'm your therapist. Cut. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't like mix that because that's just like, as a therapist, that's ethically wrong to get attached to somebody. That's just mm-hmm. like if a now if, if your client is attached to you, you'll notice that, and of course, eventually you'll have to have that talk with them to break them because yeah, and they're not self sufficient. Yeah. But where my profession differs from, because again, I'm a school counselor, mm-hmm. I do get attached. We yeah, I do get attached to my um, students. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's more it's more than counseling. Yes, I counsel them. Um, no, I do abide by my ethical guidelines, but working in the education field, like naturally you do, you know, build that rapport with students and things like that. Is that not a part of it? I'm at, yes. to me, no, like, am, I, I'm yeah. not going, if I go to a council, if I go to you, but I'm, I keep saying drinking, I'm, I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm smoking all the time. Like I get your job, but if you just dry and I don't feel like you helping me, I'm not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, what you mean by helping you? Because I could be providing you with other resources. I could be doing a lot of co- service coordination for you. So, so I'm, but I'm not going to be emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. To okay, when I say emotionally attached, I don't mean like you can like have humor. You can have humor. With yeah, like be a human yeah, while you have, being. Th- you, like, why, yeah, 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 you can bring. You can show humor into. Yeah, that's what empathy. I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's a bad word of emotional. A lot of like, show empathy. I ain't yeah. talking like hugging, yeah. saying I love you, see you later, not like that. A lot of the times I work with show humor, and like when I meet with them, I mean, so that's just them. So I'm just relating to them. Yeah. So you're gonna be dry with you know. Yeah. I know you can't be dry with children. Period. Mm-hmm. You know you definitely have to build a rapport with them because kids are not just gonna open up to you for no reason. Like they have to feel comfortable with you. And a, you know a part of my sessions is like getting to know, getting mm-hmm. to know them, mm-hmm. making sure I say good morning to them when I see mm-hmm. them in the hall. They might change their day. They might change their day. What's going on? Like picking up on little things. Like if I know that they like a certain cartoon character, I may mention it or try to have it in my office. And then eventually, like as we get to know each other, they feel more comfortable with sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, not everyone is 
trusting to just as soon as they meet me, they open up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have those that just have no issues with opening up and just let it all out. But hmm. but like for oh, me, my question. my people open up to me. Look, because I do like rehab counseling, so I provide mm-hmm. different services. Like mm-hmm. we may do services for employment. Um, like um, think about like workers' comp. If you get hurt on the job, I'm gonna help you. You know, transition to get back into a work stable life. So somebody with substance abuse, um, with what we do is I may provide like education funding for them and things like that. So they're opening it up to me, going through the recovery and say, hey, I'm ready to get back into the workforce. I'm ready to move forward. I'm independent now. I have housing. Because you got a lot of people that start from homeless to nothing. And then, you know, they're coming up. It's like, now I have housing. I'm stable. I can work. Versus those that are not stable, you're not, you're going to end up losing your job. So and that's a cycle. So how much do y'all feel like mental health and substance abuse tr- contributes to homelessness? Ooh, a lot. People be on the street. A lot. We see it all the time. Yeah. When I went, we'll be in the car. And I'll we'll pass a homeless person, mm-hmm. and I'll tell Kim, I'm like that person got some mental health mm-hmm. issues. Uh, you you can just see it, like people some, manhandling. Yeah, like you see it, and no then one it lives. goes back to they can't maintain work life, mm-hmm. home, you know, can't pay the bills, relationships, and things like that. Is there somewhere for those people to go? Yeah, I mean, well, like in Virginia, you have shelters. Sometimes mm-hmm. if they're full, some people try to get housing grants. But a lot of those people, you got to be like SSI, SSDI, because you got to have some type of income coming in. Or if somebody is going to like sponsor you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people may go into Oxford Housing. So when you get out of residential, because you can go into a residential treatment program mm-hmm. if it's funded either by your Medicaid or if like, let's yeah. say the uh, the CSB Community Service Board, if they fund you to go through the program. Don't you have like non that? Yeah, yeah, non-profit um, ones out in like Arlington or Alexandria. Yeah. So they may go there. Um, they're there for residential, then they may go into sober living. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to recover. This is the time for me to go back to work. I'm in this place. And then after they leave sober living, they go and find them a permanent, somewhere to stay, like permanent housing or somewhere. Because mm. it's not long term yeah. for where they're staying at. So like, I hate to say it like this, but I got to be blunt. So like these people that's asked out, that like, are they kind of asked out? If you got mental health and substance abuse, you, substance abuse and you just on the street and you have nowhere to go? Say one more time. Like, are they asked out? Like, is it really just a bad look? Like, can you really get hey, out of that? Some people actually enjoy being homeless. Yeah. You what? do run in, in the park. And living out in the park, you do run into those, like, they are kind of happy. Especially being out there. in DC. Like, in DC, you talk to them, they're fine. I mean, of course, you give them the resources, they'll go be seen. But sometimes people just like living in their tents, being out. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. And you got some people that probably don't want to put in the work to actually, yeah. like, Go to the resources. Uh, okay, so let me Put get in the word. So yeah. I got a question. You know how you said like you see somebody like it's mental health. It's a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Do the people dealing with it know they're dealing with it? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes yeah. they're not aware. So does an abuser know he's abusing? That's what my like. So oh, a mental health person does abuse? Huh? That is like go 50-50. Oh, yeah. Like an abuser. What you mean abuser abuses someone or abusing? No, no. Like like like. I hate to say it, dr- drug is obvious. You know what I'm saying? That's just like if somebody knows yeah. that they stealing, but to them it ain't stealing. That's like so somebody, like that type of like like or, like or some like people in their like, like body. Yeah. Dysmorphia. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes what is body like, dysmorphia? Um, you know when, when you have someone that constantly thinks something that's wrong with their uh, they gotta change body, it. they got they have to keep. Um, like you watch that show on TV, the plastic surgery Man, show. I can't watch. You saw that block with people body. Yeah, and they have to keep constantly doing. Oh my god. So it may not feel like they have. So do you fun. think that's what's going on in the industry a lot with us trying to match the European model of what we what we think? Social wants. media, yeah, social, social media. media, like it's a behavior. It becomes yeah. like, well, I'm gonna go. Get so 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 changing your body is the never media. really. Does everybody that changed their body got a hint of that? No, no, no. I'm just I'm asking. I'm but asking. yeah, if you going there all the time, it comes when it starts to become excessive. Yeah, excessive. Anything um, like OCD, act, yeah. it's an OCD. Excessive. Yeah. Excessive. Like, oh, I got changes now. I got changes. Let me change yeah. this. Yeah. Ooh, we. So y'all never answer my question. Or no, you think of hoarders. You watch hoarders on TV. Yes. Man, no, no, no. That's different. That's, 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 that's no, right there. Because the that's people that's that do right it. There. I was just watching yesterday. The lady, the reason Ooh. why she got in that place because her mom died, yeah. her father died. She didn't have nobody. Her husband mm-hmm. divorced her. Her kids left her. She started hoarding. Hoarding. To fill the void. You don't think yeah. they know they nasty as hell? They know they nasty. The, girl, the lady knows she, but she just got used to it. They know well, they nah, nasty. Man. If you got roaches everywhere, hey. they know they nasty. Hey, Waffle House got roaches. That ain't nasty. 
But the people, they know they nasty, but they just like, well, everything. If Walpout don't got a roach, I ain't eating them. Yeah, yeah everything in that house. Meaning. Anything That's away, a, they know exactly where it goes and where it belongs. So is hoarding an actual disorder? Yes, it but it's funny because the lady that was on there was yes. like, the lady that was on it is a psychologist. She was the one hoarding. The oh, psychologist what? on the show was hoarding. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I'm like you, you contradict because you trying to help people become better, but you in your house hoarding. Was she still doing it while she was? Hoarding? She said she works as a psychologist. Yes. Ooh, I on have a question. I, I hope have, it ain't for me. No, no, no. Oh. Um, as a counselor, like, what is your triggers? What is, like, a client that you know for a fact that you cannot cancel? You cannot Oh, that's work? a good one. That's a good one. Oh. Because your own personal reasons. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Go ahead, girl. Wait, if you talk, like, if I knew them. No, like, no. what is a trigger? Like, for instance, like, mine, I can't do child molesters. Like, I've never been molested, but that's, I can't counsel I can't you because. Oh, that's real. I don't like child molesters, like you know, or that's like a next level I can't of like, do, like, um, like mothers who um, use drugs while pregnant. That's another one. Uh, I'll just send you. I'll just send a referral to someone else. And that's just it's, it's no really. There's no why yeah, behind it. I it's mean, just like, I can't turn down a service to nobody, but if I know. I'm not if we're not if I know that I'm clashing with this serve, person just based on what they're him. doing to work. You don't have me. anything like that, like mm-hmm. like no goals where it's just like Well no, no like, yeah, like if he a child list, I gotta yeah, I have to serve Ooh. him. I don't you know, I, I set that aside because I'm providing services that he wants from us. So are people that the people that like kids, is that um uh, um uh, that's like is that that's a mental thing too? Mm-hmm. so like do, is yeah, it like Brought my DSM five. Second job. What's a DSM five? What we use? A diagnostic. I'm oh, saying because everybody, you just saying it, but that's, that's even familiar. gaming, they're gonna add gaming. Well, yeah, you, you know, that's a cop, like gambling that's a is gambling, gambling. I believe gambling. That gaming joint is a cop out. That, that game. I said that falls under the cop yeah. out, man. It's 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 Janet Jackson, right? Uh-huh. Does knowing it all make you a know-it-all? Yeah. No. Wait. Hold up. Like you, you know, think, you, you think that? I'm asking. Like you know, like you, you, you're dealing with people's problems all the time. I don't know, y'all. No, like said, nar- narcissistic. I don't no, like that term. I'm just saying it's like, a term. It's a. It's a what is, no, okay, but but I'm asking. Do you know what issues are? How they arise and the symptoms and all that? Does that make you feel like you can solve any problem because no. you know? No, I just no. said I don't have no. Yeah, we're constantly learning every day about it. You have to be competent in knowing what you're doing. Come on, 
What? 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 What was your question? No, let me get my last I'm saying one. Saying I know it all. I'm saying, no, does knowing it all make you feel like you know it all? No. They ain't got a hint of it nowhere. I think both y'all lying, by the way. No, I know. I don't know. I know a lot of things. I may go to a senior yeah. counselor and ask her something that I may think I know, but yeah. man, let me get more clarity about it. I'm not one that portrays like I know everything. Yeah, I, I go, I go I for a bunch of trainings. Home. Yeah, training. I definitely go seek out trainings. Yeah, we, we have to constantly train. We have to go to training with all people. I read. I don't think I know everything. All right, so I got one before I this. I hate that came in in minute forty nine. But one thing I want to ask is. Where can people go to get the resources that they need? Because I don't think, like you said, they don't like. If you have insurance, call your insurance. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Or social services. Oh, social, social services. Look, go on Google. I know sometimes Google social services is slow, but yeah, you have people that that's all you got. Offer counseling services for free. Mm-hmm. When do you know you got a bad your therapist? First session may be free. You never yeah, know. You never when do you know when, you, when do you know you got a bad therapist? When you can't connect. Yeah. When you feel like it's just not working. Right. Yeah, and then you, and you, it's like a relationship, it's right? Like, and some people may tell that therapist that, and then you know you it may and you talk about it because I'm like we in clashing, and yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's gonna knock on the counselor or the therapist that you're seeing. It's just like you're not connecting, so just go. That's just like if you go to a doctor, like ladies, if you go to the gynecologist, um, you may feel like mm. I really like his his or her bedside manner wasn't enough. Nice as well. I didn't really yeah. like. Let me go find another doctor. It could be for somebody like, oh, I don't like somebody going to see a therapist. I don't want to meet with men. Mm-hmm. I only want to meet with women because exactly. maybe because she might have exactly. experienced abuse from a man, so she don't want a man counseling her. She may want to go to a female. Yeah. Oof. Do yeah, I believe? Or you know, that. like I say, if you part mm-hmm. LGBT mm-hmm. and you meet with a counselor and you feel like they're not. They don't understand you, or sometimes this does happen. You have those counselors. They're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But they may be against it. You kind of feel it. Bro, how do y'all separate that? Huh? How do y'all separate that? You, I'm just saying, how though? Like, is there just a mental block that go up? I probably got some people that I don't work with, but I got to work with them. How do you separate that? I come like, I know y'all done had a moment like, oh, hell, here they come in. I know. You back again. How, how you did, like, oh, man, you know, hit the opioids again, man. Damn. Like, dang. So, 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 but like, y'all just gotta shut that down and just yeah. go through with it. In my mind, I may be like, dang, okay, but yeah. I let that go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's and up. I just tell people like, it's not, it's not an overnight thing. You're gonna mess up. You just, you know, just because you go talk to a counselor the first day, or probably not, just it's not solved. All right, so it's a process. What would y'all say to the person that's on the fence that they think they need therapy, but they scared to go? Just go, like just go see how it is. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would you go to therapy, Nicole? I hear you say. Yeah, it. I, yeah, I would. That's what's up. I would too. Yeah, would just you go die? I'm, I'm not against it. You know what? I'm I realizing that it. a lot of people not against it. It just don't even like. My it mother, cross my mind. It, yeah, they never said like you want. To, you need to talk. like if mama, if mama, dad didn't get it. It's like oh well, you gonna have to figure it out. It ain't like well, let me let you talk to somebody to get it through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man, appreciate what y'all do because it's hard. I couldn't do it. Before we close, is there anything else y'all like people to know about substance abuse and mental health? Get help. Get help. I'm saying no. I, hell. Get help. It's I, okay. I got some help right it's okay to pray. Yeah. But go get some help after you pray. Or listen to Kurt Franklin Love Theory. That right there, do it. Okay. You know that be? We know God fixed. Fix it, but he placed counselors and therapists on earth for a reason. All right, well, appreciate you ladies checking in on the Millennials vs. World podcast. You, you already know, you already know. Mental health awareness. If you if you have a problem with alcohol, go ahead and drink another bottle and then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we out, man. We out, we out.